and I think we'll just we'll just get right into it instead of doing the talking and then going into it because um, we usually do that with housekeeping now I think so uh, so welcome to housekeeping maybe for the month of June maybe for the month of July I'd say it's a little of both yeah yeah <laughs> a little bit of both uh, presented by the Politipop podcast the podcast where we read between the lines of our favorite pop culture media and discuss the social and political themes within I'm your co-host Mike Booch aka the soy boy pseudo intellectual and as always I'm thrilled to be joined by my I'm taking this straight from the daily zeitgeist it's so funny and as always <laughs> I'm thrilled to be joined in my second seat by the hilarious and talented Ty yeah it's me Woo! Uh, just so you know, my computer is about to uh, restart. Okay, what do you want me to do about this? What can I do? Uh, I have four minutes and forty-three seconds, or I can just tell you just, immediately. Just tell it to stop. Tell it to. Have you put off the updates that bad that it's giving you a countdown now? I use this every week when we fucking record. We didn't record last week. How many updates? Week. How many <laughs> updates? This thing should be the most advanced computer in the world. <laughs> it should, it should be, be fucking Bradyac by Dude, this point. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna. I guess I'll stop recording. Yeah, we'll see you in a second when Ty's back. Ty, you're back already. That was insanely quick. Barely a second or two. How, how did you do that? Uh, it's the most advanced computer in the world. As we've discussed, all of the updating, it must have been. Uh, but yes, we are ready to uh, to come into our, our kind of monthly housekeeping episode. Um, I will apologize for not having a housekeeping episode last week. As one of us has returned to real life and the other one... Uh, has had a, a life of some sort in, you know, this whole time, uh, schedules don't always match up. And, you know, we have decided and, you know, we would be hypocrites if we were to uh, keep spouting ideas of uh, mental health and uh, take care of yourselves and, and all this other stuff if, if we didn't do it ourselves. So, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. So we're not gonna we're not gonna hurt ourselves in order to record and put this out, and we also want to put out something quality, except for today. So, uh, so <laughs> that's what brings us here for 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 this housekeeping. Uh, Ty, I just wanted to start off with uh, with you by talking about because uh, because we were I'm on Sean King's uh, page here on on Facebook. It came up as soon as I opened the thing, and apparently. Uh, Shikari Richardson was just banned from the Olympics for smoking weed. And this is uh, this happened in Oregon, where uh, it's legal to smoke weed. And uh, she actually did this shortly after finding out that her mother had died, which even I didn't do, because I don't think I was into smoking yet. But, uh, but they've banned her from participating in the Olympics. Um, it's pretty fucked up. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it sums it up. It's pretty fucked up, right? Would they abandon her if she uh, if she got drunk? Right? They're both legal in in, in her state. Right. So <laughs> if she had a drink, if she had a, a few drinks afterwards, would they abandon? It just it's just ridiculous. It just doesn't make any sense. I, I really like I, I I hadn't heard of it till you mentioned it, but I mean, it's, it sounds pretty fucked up. I, I, you know, I think uh, there's extenuating circumstances there that you know maybe they should uh, probably not do that to her. <laughs> And again, she she wasn't doing it while actually you know participating, right? It wasn't like before a race or, or whatever. So I, I don't see the issue with it, but uh, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I'm actually on uh, on Snopes right now. Oh wow! <laughs> Apparently, this was just published today uh, because um, it it has to do you know a lot of people are looking it up after Shikari Richardson's uh, positive test. So the claim 
once again, this is according to Snopes, which, you know, everybody has their favorite and least favorite fact-checking website. So, uh, Olympic swimmer Michael Phelps tested positive for marijuana, but was still allowed to compete at the Olympics. The way I remember it was that he had um, that he had tested positive after competing and after getting his medal. But let's see. Uh the context, Michael Phelps was suspended for three months in 2009 by the U.S. swim team after a photograph emerged that showed him smoking marijuana. Mm-hmm. However, Phelps did not test positive for the drug, and the photo was taken months after the 2008 Olympics. Get the fuck out of here, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, I'm, while I'm on here, in July 2021, American track and field star Shikari Richardson was suspended for one month and disqualified from the 2021 Olympic Games after she tested positive for THC, a psychoactive chemical found in marijuana, also known as cannabis, folks. Don't sound like fucking casuals. While many <laughs> social media users criticized the U.S. anti-doping agency for even testing for a drug that is now legal in many states... And, it is, and is being used as medication with increased frequency, others drew a comparison between Richardson and another Olympic athlete, Michael Phelps. That is correct. I only know about three Olympic athletes, uh, the third one being Kurt Angle, uh, who is supposedly <laughs> allowed to compete despite also testing positive for marijuana. But we just confirmed that that wasn't necessarily the case. Yeah, uh, Sean King uh, is going off right now all over social media about the anti-blackness of the Olympic Games. International Swimming Federation rejects the use of soul cap, saying it does not fit the natural form of the head. Let's look this up. Over here. You can tell I didn't have any <laughs> articles prepared. I was really just planning on letting you talk and then just... Jar- Jarvis, can you bring up some info on this for us, please? Thank you. Well, of course, sir. I'll bring it up right now. Wanda's thick ass is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Sorry, what, Jar- what was that? Nothing. In. All right. In. <laughs> I still don't know 100% what it means. But, uh, all right, <laughs> swimming caps designed for natural black hair created by a black-owned brand. Okay, that this is more specific. Okay, swimming caps designed for natural black hair created by a black-owned brand will not be allowed at the Olympics. The hat, made by Soul Cap, which previously partnered with Alice Deering, who last week qualified to become the first black female swimmer to represent Team GB at the Olympics, have been rejected by the International Swimming Federation. The body said that caps do not that the caps do not fit the natural form of the head, and to their best knowledge, the athletes competing at the international events never used neither require caps of such size and configuration. And uh, Danielle Obey, the founding member of the Black Swimming Association, told the Guardian the ruling underlined the inherent systemic and institutional inequalities around the sport. We believe that it confirms a lack of diversity in the sport, she said. Aquatic swimming must do better. Um, and actually, I just want to make up this make this last point. The original swimming cap, designed by Speedo 50, was created to prevent Caucasian hair from flowing into the face when swimming. Obi says the caps did not work for Afro hair, which grows up and defies gravity. I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to go in and say 1 million percent true, okay? As an individual who has been growing out his, quote, Afro hair, and if you want to call me on that, come ahead and go go here and put your hands in it, unless you're fucking white. Um, but, uh, but yes, as somebody who has hair that defies gravity and grows out, and uh, I actually went to the beach recently and uh, decided to have my hair out and all of the water, I almost fucking drowned because it was actually, I thought it would all be behind my head, but as the water smacks you around, it got all in front of my face. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. 
Uh, I'm no Are you Jason just flexing Momoa. that you have more hair than me? Because you can go fuck It's actually, um, no, I'm only flexing that I have more hair to everybody who's listening. Okay. Um, but uh, but no, I, I, I do want to say that just there is an a, there there is a, a very specific difference uh, between between Caucasian hair and Afro hair, and um, you know it's just like there, there's a lot of people who say like oh like you know everything's being called racist nowadays, and this company is racist, and that ad is racist, and this mascot is racist, and this sport is racist. How are people so sensitive? Blah blah blah. And I just want to let everybody know that yes, everything in fact is racist. It has been for a very long time. We just uh, we just didn't call it out, right? I mean, that's the difference. So yeah, and and in case you're and in case you're wondering, wait, but but I can't be racist. I'm not racist. I don't like racist things. No, you're not. But you're probably biased. You're probably prejudiced, and that's through no fault of your own. Right. We have grown up in a country. I'm talking about the United States, but it, this can be applied to many other countries around the world where Caucasian is the norm, hetero and cis is the norm. So we have white, straight cis people who are presented as the adventurers and the heroes and everything we see okay we see them growing up to be the you know the, the ones who are who are owning our companies and the ones in our commercials and and like and now we're now we're trying to sneak not we but you know as as a, as a culture people of color are being brought into ads more and more and it's showing just how how much it's been lacking because people lose their minds when they see people of color in ads. And I also want to follow this up by saying that the whole black people don't swim stereotype started for a reason. And it's because they weren't allowed in fucking pools. You idiots. Yeah. So whether or not through no fault of their own, they had a physical limitation to swimming, which I don't think is the case. I just think it was about having access to swimming, but like there is a history here. Black people have been banned from swimming for such a long time. So yes, while they can compete in the Olympic Games and 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 you know um and 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 swim alongside every everybody else, you still have to take into account that that the the equipment that you are giving them may not be suitable for them. It, ju- it, was, it just it wasn't isn't. designed for them, right? And yeah, I mean, it, it automatically puts them at a disadvantage then. Yeah, and FINA saying that FINA is the association, uh, saying that it doesn't fit the natural form of the head is such fucking bullshit. It screams eugenics. Yeah. It doesn't fit the natural form. of. So what's the natural form? A fucking, you know, a, a, a regular head with straight hair and fucking thin noses and fucking worm lips. No offense, Ty, your lips are luscious. All right. I, but, I have very uh, luscious lips for a for, for oh, white dude. <laughs> Whew, I'm getting a little flustered talking about him. But, but like, yeah, you're fucking thin faces and you're fucking having cheek. But, like, you fucking lily, white devil, blue-eyed, fucking straight hair having <laughs> sons of bitches. You powder possum, mayo monkeys, fucking crackers out there. All right. You are not the norm. The fact that you believe you are the norm and that you are entitled to the norm is is ridiculous. Look at any makeup or cosmetic, sorry, cosmetics company and see what the color nude is for them. Nine times out of ten, maybe it's changed by now, we can look it up, I'm not going to do it now. Nine times out of ten, because I'm in the middle of a rant, the, that nude color is going to match someone with Caucasian skin. Right. And it's just, and it's like, oh, how is that racist? Blah, blah. No, racism isn't always a person with a hood walking into a place and killing a person of color. That's not what it is. But once again, it is the normalization and it's the othering that a black person can go into a cosmetics place and be like, oh, well, like when my skin is nude, it doesn't look like that. So now what do I have to look for? Oh, now do I have to go to the quote unquote ethnic hair section? Because that is a hair section. That's where I get my fucking products from. Now, ethnic is different from everything else. And it's not saying it's less, but the fact that it's separate, 
<laughs> but maybe equal. You know, like that yeah. that really screams to the problem. So anyone who's seeing these things and being like, oh, people are too sensitive, blah, blah, blah. You have to note that there is a systemic issue throughout not just this country, but throughout the world. And that when you have a country that is started by lazy fucking slave owners who can't brush their fucking teeth, maybe every idea they had isn't going to be the best idea. Maybe the Constitution needs a complete reworking. And by maybe, I mean definitely. <laughs> and uh, that is the most passionate I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get today. Ty, no, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I just wanted to piggyback <laughs> off that. because Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we've talked about it a lot, but I think... You know, like you said, the guy in the hood, you know, burning a cross and, and trying to, you know, lynch people is obviously horrible. But that's the that's the easy stuff to call out, right? That's the stuff that everyone's like, hey, no, 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 like, that's racist, that's bad. But it's those little things, those little microaggressions, those little, uh, you know, like you said, the ads, the, the things that, that keep people of color back because, you know, white people are the norm. Caucasian skin is considered the norm. That's the stuff that's really, I think in a lot of ways, the bigger problem because people aren't willing to call it out or not willing to notice it or look at it. And that's the stuff that happens daily, right? I mean, it happens constantly throughout the day for people of color. They have to deal with these kind of things. And I just think, you know, we have to be more aware of it so that we can change it because again, the, the other stuff's easy to call out, you know, Nazis are bad. Ku Klux Klan is bad. Like those things are bad, but there's so much stuff in, in everything, in media, in, in, like you said, cosmetics, in clothing, you name it. It's all around us, and we have to really do better. We have to do better to call that stuff out and, and kind of just fix it and make it better for everybody. And I'm uh, going to piggyback off yeah. that by saying that people who do have problems with things uh, changing and moving forward, you're the snowflakes. And it shows, <laughs> it shows just how much you are because, like, you know, you call everyone else too sensitive, but as soon as one little thing comes along and shakes up your world, you lose your fucking minds. You cannot handle it. You can't even handle pronouncing a name that doesn't sound like Smith or Johnson. You know, well, you know, you just... I, we're doing this uh, this <laughs> training at my job for like uh, harassment and stuff, and there was a video about microaggressions, and one of them was, you know, uh, a girl with I believe it was an Indian name, and she's like, yeah, people are like, can I just call you like Pat? And she's like, no, if your name's Thomas, I don't call you Tim. She's like, she's like, I don't just give you a random name. Like, why is it okay to do to me? And I think that's a really good point. You know, like, why, why is it, why should we have to change to make the per someone else more comfortable? You know, like, if that's my name, call me my fucking name. Not, not give me some sort of nickname. Not call me something else because it's, it's easier for you. And it, and you know, and how many times does that happen? You know, people make jokes about it all the time, and I, you know, I never really thought of that, and it really kind of opened my eyes. So, wow, that happens all the fucking time. You know, I, it happens at my job all the time. People give each other nicknames. Like, oh, that's too difficult. I'm just going to call you this. Why do you get to decide that? You shouldn't, right? That's that's not your place. It's not it's not your decision to make. Yeah, I uh, one of my neighbors recently, I, I believe they're Indian. Uh, you know, he came up to me to ask me about uh, dog stuff. I'm kind of like the dog guy around uh, around the apartment complex. I've heard from people that live in your area. <laughs> yes, that is, that is very true. So you have. And um, which means they're always watching me. Yep. And, <laughs> and uh, good thing I don't abuse my fucking dogs. Um, Dude, you're like Captain but, America in, uh, in Civil War. And there's just shield agents living all around your apartment watching you constantly. 
imagine like I'm walking my dog and it has a seizure or something, and then all of a sudden somebody comes out of an apartment building and slips it a pill, and it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? How did you know? It's like we've been watching you for some time. You need to keep these dogs alive for the fate of the world. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what was that? What was that last part? There's no ordinary dogs. Um, we have to go. Yeah. Uh, these are these are the dog gods. Um, I mean, dog is god just backwards, but yeah, especially in that Dean Koontz novel. Oh, is it? I haven't read it. Uh, but I haven't read a lot of novels. But that being said, like, yeah, he came to he came to me, and he's he's uh, he's Indian, or uh, guys, I I can't be sure, but their food smells amazing, and you know, so his name, I don't think I'm giving away any identities. His his first name, because that's all I know, is Prashat, and he told it to me once, and I was I my mind was immediately like, what the fuck, and I was like. Would you mind just telling me one more time? And even asking that, I felt so weird because I'm sure yeah, there's so no, many definitely. people who there's so many people who go like, "What? What?" You know, because yeah. we're fucking obnoxious. And uh, <laughs> um, and I, I was like, "Oh, would you just tell me that one more time?" And he said, "Prashat." And I'm like, "Oh, Prashat, nice to meet you." And I I don't know, like it's just it's 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 really that simple. What's well, what is like it it sounds like you your first reaction is well that's a weird fucking name right right my mom used to say shit like that like oh they named some weird shit like what's that. But it's because here it's it's not normal for us. But if you were to go where they're from, it would be right. So maybe you go where they're from, like saying your name is Ty. They're like, what the Ty? Like what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? So uh, it it really doesn't make any sense for us to have that reaction. No, it, it doesn't. I think a big problem is just the lack of education uh, all yes. all around. You know, because we really don't, and it's it's purpose. It's on purpose. We know that, right? We really don't get the. Um, we really don't get the global, like, world history education that we should. Like, it wasn't up until, I don't know, just, like, this past year or two just learning myself that I'm like, oh, wow, like, the world is actually a lot smaller than I thought. And, you know, things are actually pretty common in, in different countries. And um, I, I, I don't know, just, like, how come we didn't know about this stuff? How come we are kept are kept in the dark about about so many so many other things. And it's to the point that, yeah, when someone does come here, we do consider them, quote unquote, foreign, which is just such a weird term to you. I mean, I guess we we mean foreign as in from a different place. Foreign can also mean like unusual, but I don't know. We've all been living on the same planet. These lines are made up by people who existed here how long ago? Well, when, when, you're, when you're a person of color, you have to learn these things because you have to hang on to your culture, to your history. You have to survive. When you're, when you're white, you know, or, you know, uh, you know, uh, a white American, you, you know, especially you don't, you don't have to learn that stuff because everything's already set up for you, right? The, this whole country is designed for you so that you don't have to, you know, you have to go out of your way to learn about other people and other cultures because you don't need to, right? They don't make it so you have to. I think that's a big difference. You know, for me, I could go my whole life without learning any of this and it really wouldn't affect me. I, I could I could live my life as I always do, and I would never have any issues. Remember how much we um well I used to fucking rag on Crail in high school because he 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 identified as a communist. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah, he identified as a communist back then. I think he even had a hockey jersey, like a CCCP. I had no and, idea. Um, yeah, and I used to give him shit, and he would be like, "Do you even know what they what they stand for?" And I didn't. I didn't even know what capitalism stood for. Like, I was such a dumb piece of shit. Like, just the basic subscription to, you know, Americana, like, gives you this false pride. You know, because when you say, like, there really isn't a white history. There isn't. There's a black history because lots of black people still can't trace their genealogy Mm -hmm. back to the specific areas from that continent from which their ancestors were taken. But 
there's no such thing as white history because if you come here, you know, if you're like an Irish person, you could be like, oh, my great, 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 whatever. And obviously not always, not everybody has this privilege, but for the most part, you know, you could say, oh, I'm one third, um, you know, English. I'm this part Welsh and this part Irish, blah, blah, blah. Is Welsh and England the same? I don't know. I don't know. Um, whoa, but, whoa, you know, whoa. are they, are they different? I'm not, I'm not trying to start any, uh, yeah, well, like Wales I said, is not exactly the same as England. Okay. You're okay. going to start some shit. You're going to start some shit, man. I'm keeping it there, bro. I'm keeping, from, from what I'm hearing, the shit was already started before I, before <laughs> I said what I said, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but I'll leave it at, leave it at that. But I sound like a porky pick, but you have like people, you know, if you have black people here today it's going to be a much different genealogy situation, isn't it? Yeah. So there, really there is no white history, quote unquote. You all have your own cultures to go back to. Black culture as a whole has had to become a thing in order to persevere and survive, to take multiple African traditions and languages and everything and br- uh, you know, that were brought here and you know, bring them, you know, evolve into what we know as black culture or, you know, more accurately, black Twitter today. Uh, <laughs> the embodiment <laughs> of all black culture, as we know. Uh, but yeah, I, um, you know what, I, I'm kind of riffing, but I was also talking about this with sex education recently, too. Because, you know, we ju- we're just coming off of Pride Month, right? Um, I've been thinking a lot about the designation of LGBTQIA+, because, it is a little weird how we put orientations and gender identities into the same category. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Yeah. Right? Like they're really not. But that probably just goes to show like how little how underrepresented they are that they're like, fuck, we need this umbrella. <laughs> you know, like that like a I don't know, like a hetero person is a hetero person, whether they're trans or, or not. Like, I don't know, it's just I thought that There's, was weird. You but- know, it's even weird there's a lot of hatred even within that group, right? Like uh, I actually worked with someone who was trans and was starting to work for um, a LGBTQIA plus uh, company. Um, and oh, really? Ba- wow. Basically, was really nervous uh, and had experienced a lot of um, negativity from gay and lesbian uh, peoples who who just didn't really accept him, uh, and he was really nervous about it. And because I, I, cis is you know cis brings its own privilege regardless. Yeah, and I. I I didn't even know that was a thing, you know, and he was he was so nervous about starting that job and, and you know, being accepted into this community and, and you know, trying to do this job. And um, ultimately, I think he wound up not staying there because he, he did experience a lot of issues. And and that's sad, too. You know, it's like, you know, even then you still have people not accepting each other. And, and you know, it's it's so hard to. To, to get past this fucking hatred, man. You know, it's like, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny that you use the word hate because, like, that is what we what comes to mind when we use it, right? Like, the first thing we do is, like, oh, this person's hateful. I think, really, it's just it's a lot of, like, yeah, it's ignorance, it's fear, you know? like. But it's expressed as hatred, and that's, you know, as someone who I, I would imagine is the, on the, uh, is recip- the recipient of this kind of behavior... It feels like hatred, right? It feels to not be accepted, to be looked down upon, to be, you know, uh, treated that way. It feels hated, you know, whether that's where it actually comes from or not. Yeah. Well, when you're afraid of something, how do you react to it, right? You can Mm -hmm. run, you can fight, or you can flight. And a lot of people fight because they think they're in danger. They're trying to protect themselves. And, you know, at, you know, at that point, 
Yeah, like who's it doesn't matter if you if you gave me a hateful punch to the face or a fearful punch to the face, you punched me in the fucking face. Like <laughs> You know, and and yeah, where does that where where's that line get and get drawn? Um, but this, <laughs> and when he's done, he punched him in the fucking face. But this actually goes into what I was what I was leading to, which is just when we talk about normalizing things and diversifying things. I don't know if I said this in the Pride episode, but I'll reiterate it now because I remember speaking about it with somebody recently. That uh, early early and comprehensive sex education. Uh, is necessary for the entire country, and I don't believe we have a, a, a national standard for it yet. And it's really messed up because that's how you get boomers. Um, <laughs> you know, when you, you know, people say like, "Oh, why do you have to? Why do you have to teach our kids about sex? Why do you have to teach our kids about different genders and blah blah blah?" You're, you know, you're gonna damage them. Blah blah blah. All this other stuff. First off. Early and comprehensive doesn't mean you teach, you know, children about lewd acts that they may be interested in when they're adults. No. You say, these are your genitals. These are what you call them. These are the literal names. You don't have to call them nicknames because there's nothing to be ashamed of. And if anybody touches you here, now you know what to call them. So that way when your child comes to you and says, Uncle Jimmy, touch my cookie, you know, you you know they're not talking, you know. You, you, you're wondering, oh, are they talking about Oreos or not? No. You know, right. if, if somebody, you know, comprehensive sex education means giving kids the autonomy to advocate for themselves and, and speak for themselves. Another thing is, why do you need to teach the kids about these different genders and all this other stuff? Blah, blah, blah. They're not ready for that. What about the trans girl there? What about, like, because they're not coming from nowhere, right? They're not right. sprouting out of nowhere. Right. They start as children. And we all start as children. So, so, so helping to teach about different genders may help normalize and put vocabulary and put words to same shit to uh to the people who who do identify with these things you know imagine being a a seven-year-old kid and being like oh that's what that is i thought i was a freak turns out i may be non-binary because i don't feel like i you know fit in either either place sometimes i feel or maybe i'm fluid sometimes i feel this sometimes i feel that so we we can teach kids that about heaven and hell and sins and uh, eternal damnation eternal damnation but we can't teach them <laughs> to use you know him her they you know them like give me a fucking break I just it, it, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous yeah all these people are are fine with their with their children watching the walking dead but you know you still want to i've known parents who are comfortable with their daughters calling their vulvas a vag jesus like children, you know, like, oh, like it's it's more commonplace in that house to say vag. Now I'd be like, oh, why don't you say vulva? And the mom's like, oh, that sounds weird. I'm like, OK, but that's what it is. Like, hey. like the vagina is actually the internal part. There's like, you know, you're miseducating your own children through by being shameful about your own genitalia right. and your own reproductive system. So we've covered race in the Olympics. We've covered some <laughs> history. We've covered sex education. Ty, what did you have for us? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of different articles. They're, uh, they're all over the place. So I'm just going to start with um, some Israel stuff. And they'll fit hey, in perfectly. <laughs> talk about Israel. Uh, they are still continuing uh, to do air raids on Gaza. Um, they've done it at least three times since the May ceasefire. So um, this quote latest unquote, one. ceasefire. Yeah, apparently there were no casualties reported in an attack that Israel has said was in response to launching of incendiary balloons from Gaza. I don't know what the fucking incendiary balloon is, but 
they have so few resources that they're <laughs> launching fire balloons. Yeah, they're they're like, like guys, we can't stand these fire balloons. Like, <laughs> put up an umbrella. No, I, it's, it's like, tragic, they just accidentally firebomb themselves. Let's bomb them again. Let's hit them again. Yeah, shoot the balloons in midair. Oh, I mean, don't do that because Israeli <laughs> no, officers suck. But like, gonna, if I were, fire. if I were them, I would have shot the balloons that were apparently incendiary. How, they don't apparently. have the technology to see. Sorry, I just. I'm going to look up what an incendiary balloon is. So it's not like, I think it's literally like a child's party balloon, like carrying like, like a burning, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it has, maybe it has like one bottle of gasoline hanging from it and another, I don't know. You can't have like a bottle of fire. <laughs> I, like, I yeah. don't know. What's an incendiary I, balloon? I, I Sorry, guess, keep going. I guess it, it just rains like, like not napalm, but something similar to that. I don't know. I don't fucking know, but oh, I, maybe it's the uh, excess white phosphorus that yeah, is uh, has been outlawed maybe. by the UN, but is still actively <laughs> being used by Israel. And I don't want to spend a ton of time on this because we've we've spoken a lot of it, you know, in recent weeks. But um, I just think it's worth mentioning that you know there's a ceasefire, and yet Israel has continued to attack Palestinians. Right? They've they've attacked Palestine over and over again. Um, there was a you know mass arrests. Uh, they arrested. Over 3,100 people since the May crackdown. Um, it's, you know, it, it things have not gotten any better. They haven't, I would I guess I wouldn't say they've gotten worse than they were, you know, maybe a month or two ago. But they really haven't gotten any better. No, no real systemic change has happened. Um, and people are like, all right, everything's good now. Let's just fucking move on. And I think, you know, that's that's where we, we kind of fall down. We got we to gotta keep the pressure on to say, hey, like, I know it's not as... As obvious as it was, but it's still pretty fucking bad what's going on. And we need to hold them accountable, right? Israel needs to be held accountable for killing people and and mass arresting Palestinians. Well, the fact is that Israel is uh, the USA Junior. I've mentioned before that they're a Mm -hmm. pop-up shop for the USA. And it's just blowing my mind how under every presidency, we always hold that one president responsible for everything. But I haven't heard one liberal be like, you know, Biden's responsible for what's happening to Palestine or Biden's responsible for these high gas prices or Biden's responsible for bombing Syria. You know, they think wars. Wait, you haven't heard Biden's responsible for the gas prices? Because I heard that shit all the time. Do you uh, are you hearing it from conservatives or no? Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, oh, I mean, even liberal specifically. Yeah, yeah, liberal specific, uh, specifically. But um, you know, it's it's just interesting. Like, there's so many people who are quiet just because the mean guy isn't in office right now. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, according to MiddleEastEye.net, this I think this is a little more realistic too, because you made it sound like not not on purpose, obviously. Like you made these things sound like a little more tactical. These are incendiary balloons. <laughs> Middle East Eye, Israel bombs Hamas site in Gaza over fire balloons. Which, by the way, folks, Hamas site could just be a government building because yeah. they're, the, they're the party majority. They claim <laughs> it's thousand. a weapon manufacturing plant. Okay. Oh, okay. Because we know well, they have the resources. Were, maybe they could, yeah, we maybe know they, they have the resources to weapons. create all these weapons, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they could manufacture better weapons than fire balloons. It sounds yeah. like something from a Mario game, like a power-up. The, the Palestinians can't get enough food and water to make it through the week, but they, they have a, a weapon manufacturing plant. Right. Of course. Uh, here's the, su- uh, the, the subline. What's it called? Tech? I don't know how uh, journalism works. Hamas <laughs> describes strikes as a showy reaction after incendiary devices caused... Listen to this, Ty. Here's this Hamas terrorist violence. Let's go. Let's uh, go. Yeah. 
after incendiary devices caused at least four brush fires near Israeli cities. Woo! There yeah. we go. Um, man. Uh, that being said, we don't support setting nature on fire, but uh, yes, we that just is, don't, we that just is don't true. think that the response is appropriate, I think would be the best way to describe it, right? Yeah, maybe they should have done a gender reveal. Who knows that they would have been bombed after that? <laughs> I got to become uh, like a, a, one of those edgy radio shows. <laughs> is that what we, I got to do? Is that my you, next? No, you got to be like, what are they? Like those little like uh, the comedians that are always on talk shows that aren't the hosts, but like they're like right hand man. You know, like. Uh, oh, I got you. Oh, I, like Andy, uh, Andy Richter. Uh, yeah. Andy Richter. Yes. <laughs> I'll be. Wait, is, was he Conan? Andy Richter was yeah. Conan? Yeah. I mean, you call it this really fucked up, like crazy, like, uh, like. Well, not. They would, no, they'd be like normal takes, but like nobody talks about it and they wouldn't expect it on live, you know, live TV. And you're just, you're just like, yeah, so uh, it's crazy about Palestine, you know, getting bombed as fuck by Israel. And they're like, whoa, whoa, let's not talk about that right now. And you're just like, what? And I would funny. just shrug. I'd be that guy. Oh well, I'm funny, um, but me. I can do a lot of shrugging, bro. I spent I spent this last weekend with a, a Trump supporter and a libertarian, and uh, it was enlightening. If I have time, maybe I'll maybe I'll share some of the exploits oh, yeah. in this episode. That'd be great. Um, so um, we were talking about Biden, yeah, and I do want to bring free up Palestine. The, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Biden also on Monday bombed uh, Syria and Iraq. Right. Airstrikes on both. Um, So there's an article here I have from The Intercept. Biden's bombing campaign is a Trumpian assertion of presidential power. Whoa, whoa, Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's this from? The Intercept. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh, I like that title. All right. Um, And the the article really kind of gets into... um, uh, the articles that basically state what a president can do. And I'm not going to read you all that. Obviously, it'll be in the notes. But I, I did really like this part. So uh, basically, uh, uh, after Washington officials witnessed Trump's extraordinary recklessness, which during his first year in office could have genuinely led to nuclear war with North Korea, just in his sole decree, there was a brief window when it appeared the next administration might have limits placed on its war powers, either by itself or by Congress or both. But with Biden's actions since taking office, that window appears to have closed. It's not surprising, but America is continuing to retreat from what Madison called the practice of all states in proportion as they are free is nonetheless extremely ominous. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I like that a lot. And, you know, um, there's a lot of articles that I, I found were, you know, opinion. Biden wants to leave the Middle East, but he's in a vicious bombing cycle in Iraq. You know, U.S. carries out air raids on Iran-backed militias in Syria, Iraq. So basically, you know... Uh, the militias have been, I guess, attacking U.S. Uh, military bases. I don't think there's been any casualties because they're really, again, they're they're very uh, inferiorly inferiorly equipped compared to U.S. forces. But um, you know, Biden has now done three airstrikes since he took office, um, and he's actually already going at a rate that's higher than Trump. And they're saying that if he keeps on this path, that he's going to wind up bombing far more often than Trump did. And, uh, you know, for someone who claims that he's going to, you know, end the forever war, he's going to he's going to pull troops out of the Middle East. um, He seems to be constantly attacking them and retaliating with these these little airstrikes that, you know, kill a few people here and a few people there. And I feel like they're, they're just small enough and nobody wants to talk about them, really. But. Uh, effective enough that you know it does what he set out to do, and 
uh, you know, it's worth it's worth mentioning because you know, again, how many times did Obama drone strike the fuck out of, of people and nobody talked about it? And Biden is continuing that that kind of action. Yeah, well, I think Biden would be damned if he's going to let Drone Obama outdo him. Okay, so he's getting into this. He, I hope maybe he deports more. Maybe he uh, imprisons more immigrants. Who That's knows? Right. But if, if there's anything, I think he's definitely going to drone strike more. Yep. But I, I think that we do have to go back to our Israel-Palestine episode again. Why am I saying their name first? We have to go back to our episode about Palestine again. Because yeah. in that episode, I did speak about how, like, there has been this growing... Uh, I don't even know what to call it, an idea, an acceptance, rather, in the United States that terrorists come from Middle Eastern countries. So that way, when we do bomb terrorists or we hear about countries like Israel uh, or pop-ups like Israel bombing terrorists, quote-unquote, we believe it's always justified. So here we see we have, quote, Iran-backed militias. Okay, and what uh, Biden bombed Syria and Iraq or Iran? Yeah, Iraq. But they're, okay. they're around-backed. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. If this is happening between those countries, let it happen between those countries. This is my first thing. Two, uh, if, you're, if your own, you know, if, if your own, uh, if your own bases or outposts or whatever they want to call them are being attacked in these other countries, move out. Stop being there. There's literally there was never a reason for us to be there in the first place. There's no reason for us to be there now, unless of course we want to apply the um, the Israeli mentality that you and I have uh, believe is is true, which is if we give these people a chance to thrive at all, they're going to come back after us. So well, we cannot. We have it, to control it's them. The dem- it's the dentist system, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, demonstrate value. We speak out in a, in a press conference saying that it's all about God and freedom. What was the next one? Engage physically? Yes. Invade. What was the next one? Nurture dependence. Nurture dependence. So we make it so that all their resources come through through our military, and we make them think that we're protecting them and helping them run their country, right. even though we're the ones who've destroyed it. Uh, the next N, neglect We neglect emotionally. emotionally. I mean that that just goes right along. I feel yeah. <laughs> you know, there really was never any emotions. Uh, I know uh, I won't say exactly who, but I know a veteran who said uh, while while he was over there, um, and that's all I have to say is over there. Uh, they would throw a single bottle of water into a group of children from a helicopter and watch them fight over it. Oh my god! Um, so yeah, there's not a lot of emotions to be had to give there. But then you inspire um, hope. And then you inspire hope. We're going to pull out. We're done with the forever wars. Biden is president now, folks. Guys, everything's fine. That's right. And then separate entirely still hasn't happened. Yeah. There's a, unless it's, yeah, unless it's separate them from the earth, in which case, yes, it's a slow, slow burn. Uh, But imperialism does what it does. Okay. So yeah, Biden's bomb. Yes. Yeah. That was beautiful. That was beautiful, actually. I'm glad so, we worked through it together. Me, me too. Yeah. So Biden, Biden's bombing. You know, that's that's what he's doing. Um, which you know, not surprisingly, hey, at least he canceled uh, student loan debt, right? Oh wait, no, no, no. He canceled ten thousand dollars worth. Oh wait, no, no, no. He didn't do that either. Wait, did he give us health care? He didn't cancel any debt. Uh, <laughs> oh man. How are we doing um, with the next stimmy? Or no, we're not doing that anymore because COVID's over there's, officially. There's no more, yeah, there's no more stimmies. That's that's over, bro. It's over. Um, but there's, I have one last article about Joe Biden, and it's Joe Biden is caught in the middle of a Catholic Church debate over communion. So a rift in the American Catholic Church widened in June as U.S. bishops voted to draft instructions to the faithful on who should receive communion. 
with an eye toward dissuading high-profile Catholics like Joe Biden who support abortion policies and gay rights from presenting themselves for the ritual. Uh, caught in the middle, Biden has no plans to change how he worships. The president, How the president practices faith is personal, White House Press Secretary uh, Jen Psaki said in response to a question from Tanya on June 21st. It is something that has helped guide him through some challenging moments in his life, and that's how many Americans see their faith as well, not through a political prison. So I would suspect he would continue to attend church as he has for many years. So, you know, uh, neither of us are religious, but I think it's worth you know, remembering that for a lot of people, religion is very important and it is a guiding force in their life. And, you know, uh, I talk a lot of shit about Joe Biden, but if, if being Catholic is really important to him and that helps him make sometimes once in a while, the right decision, hopefully, uh, then, you know, that's, that's fine with me, right? That's, that's what he chooses to do. And, uh, I think it's very wrong of the church to limit his ability to receive communion because he supports, uh, you know, gay rights or abortion policies in like the, the because the he smallest, says to because yeah. he claims to support those things. He hasn't yeah. even actually done anything to support them. He just says it, and now they're going to prevent him from something that he has done probably his whole life. Um, and it just shows you, you know, how toxic, in particular, the Catholic Church is. Right? They they have so much power and influence, and they use it to manipulate. And, uh, you know, push people to do their deeds and their business. And it, and it's uh, and it's wrong. I never thought I'd defend Joe Biden, but here I am. You know, I think in this regard, he should be allowed to continue his practice as is uh, and not based on some things he said, you know, supporting gay rights. Let Biden get a cracker, folks, uh, or a wafer, <laughs> as it were. Um, yeah, the... Uh... It's 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 difficult because I don't know I I, I know one close person who who listens to the podcast who who is uh, who is who is still religious. Um, okay. My my thinking that they'll stop being at some point. I listen. I don't know. You know. Obviously, it's not the kind of thing you grow out of. And as we said in the punk rock Jesus episode, you know, we're not going to claim to know exactly what's out there, but we stated our reasons for believing in what we do. Uh, but what I will say is, um, you know, I always say like ideas, you know, are, are, are really what's important, not people. And, you know, one, let's go back to the history of how this country was started. It was started by fucking, by, by people who were so religiously extreme that even their religion was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. They came he- to the United, to the, to North America. <laughs> See that brainwashing still there. They came to the North American continent or whoever, whatever they called it then, um, to uh, to 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 use their religion to obviously freely practice. They called it, it India. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yes, it's uh, good. Um, but you know, they they use the worst parts of their religion to oppress and enslave people and kill people and justify doing it. So you know, when we talk about like what exactly religion is in in our country today, like. That's what it starts from. And, you know, while there are many great practices, uh, practitioners of different faiths and houses of worship that give back to the community and help the poor. And I myself as a kid actually uh, got food from the food pantry at our local church. So like, you know, but but what I will say is like when you talk about, let's say, the Catholic Church, they are a fucking force of nature, bro. Like they have a long reaching net of being able to, like you said, manipulate, being able to abuse, being able to cover it up and protect themselves. And how many churches hate the fucking pope for trying to be more human? Right. <laughs> you know, like that that should tell you that, like, you know, they'll even turn against like the popiest of popes, like the mo- the guy. 
you know, just because and they'll turn against the president of the United States. Right. <laughs> because right. he he says he says gay people aren't fucking demons. And that, you know, but once again, he just says it. He like you like you mentioned, he what is he what has he done since being, in, you know, in office? Nothing. But that's enough, apparently, to uh, rescind his right as a as a Catholic. So it's just like, wow. Wow. And uh, oh, well, I mean, I, I was raised Catholic and um, I actually told you this. I recently found out that the priest who baptized me uh, molested dozens and dozens of kids. Um, and he was at my church growing up for, uh, I want to say about nine or 10 years. Uh, Yo, and, and nine he, or 10. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's how you get through dozens and dozens, but yeah, geez. I think he was there from 88 to like 97 or something along those lines. Um, and yeah, so he baptized me, he baptized my brother and, uh, he was, after he was accused, he was moved to a different church. And I think he was moved three different times and accused of molesting children in all three spots. Uh, and How do you keep doing? Okay, no, I. Well, that's that's what uh, happens, right? And then I think yeah. eventually in the mid two thousands, um, they put him on permanent leave, uh, and he has not been in a church since. But I, he has never been prosecuted as, as far as I believe he actually has passed away now. But he was never prosecuted. He was never. Uh, he never paid for what he did, and uh, there was, that was actually what a photo he was of accused of doing by Ty. dozens and dozens of people. Yeah, yeah. Who are you going to believe, this one guy or dozens and dozens of <laughs> of people? But that's Come the on. kind of stuff that's allowed to go on. And unfortunately, the Catholic Church is is very well known now for having hidden and protected many many priests who have molested children, and and this happened all around the country, uh, and all around the world. And it's and it's really it's really disgusting. And there's actually a picture of of my mom holding me right next to the priest smiling. And it's so fucking sinister and disgusting. It's like something that a true detective. Yeah. It really makes my skin crawl, honestly, like in a way that I never, uh, had felt before. And again, uh, you know, I'm not, luckily I was never actually molested by this priest or any other priest. So uh, grateful for that. But just the idea that, you know, there may have been kids that I went to school with that were, or, uh, you know, just that he was anywhere near me really makes my skin crawl. So, that's a that's a fun little personal story about the Catholic Church that I just found out about a week or two ago. Uh, yeah, uh, but you did you did have a thing for pastors. You could not get enough of them. That was the weirdest part. Hated priests, love pastors. Is that a joke? <laughs> or? Oh, okay, that was a joke. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't remember this. <laughs> no, I mean, imagine, imagine you're like, oh fuck, I was molested by like 13 pastors. That's dude, I'm afraid of it, dude. I had a fucked up childhood. I'm I, I feel like I've I block something back. And the more I go to therapy, the more I'm like, is today gonna be the day I find oh. out <laughs> that I was diddled oh. or, or or something? I as mean, a like kid. I think a big thing too is that, you know, well, you know, the Bible, right, claims that we're supposed to procreate. And yet priests are not allowed to. They're supposed to just be married to God, right? And and their whole life is is their religion. Uh, and I think that kind of fosters these these bad things that happen because they they're not allowed to uh, marry or be with someone or you know have uh, any kind of physical touch and, and you know I think that's where by kind of... nature we as prime like that is what we need right. to do you know it's like it, by nature as yep. humans like yeah like we we need to be social I mean obviously they're social but like there has to be some sort of you know physical exchange it's it's just in us you know yeah. what I mean so and not that pastors take... have never molested someone but. I think the fact that they can have a family, they can, you know, they can have a significant other really makes a big difference.
yeah, that you can have like a fucking life. Yeah. No offense to the priests, you know. It's it sucks too cuz like you know, yeah, they're the good ones out there, but even if you are a good one, do you still believe gay people are going to go to heaven or no? Well, it's kind of like the police, right? Do they actually do they call out the bad priests or do they just cover it up? You know? Yeah, or even the best priest could still believe that gay people don't deserve to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Like they could still like even the best because when you think about it, like right, a good is a good priest a good person or is a good priest somebody who follows the doctrine? I don't know. I'm 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 honestly not involved enough to to you know to make that that distinction. Uh, maybe we'll get Tim on an episode one day because he actually went uh, to preschool, and it would have been nice if we had him on the punk rock. The Jesus pre- I went to preschool too. You you were going to become a priest? No, preschool. That's what I thought you said. Oh, preschool. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Uh, you were going to become a pre? <laughs> yeah, become a pre. So I've got one last thing about the Catholic Church, actually. Uh, and it's all kind of tied in. Tied in Tyler's to, uh, Catholic takedown. Yeah. <laughs> I the Catholic Church. You know what? I got baptized by a Muslim priest. I'm taking the whole thing down, man. The whole system. I got a uh, whole soundboard for it. It's perfect. Oh, yes. Ah, you know, one of the. It's, oh, God. Uh, so in Canada, 182 unmarked graves found in another residential school. Hundreds of unmarked graves discovered in recent weeks at institutions indigenous children were forced to attend. Um, the, an indigenous community in Western Canada has found 182 unmarked graves near a former boarding school for indigenous children. The lower. Uh, I don't want to mispronounce this. I believe it's Kutane Bands. And on Wednesday, the experts used ground-penetrating radar mapping to locate what are believed to be the remains of indigenous children in the ages of 7 and 15 at St. Eugene's Mission School near Cranbrook, British Columbia. The institution which indigenous children were forced to attend in a state effort to assimilate them into Canadian society was run by the Catholic Church and operated from 1890 until 1970. Uh, the search of the grounds began last year. The band said in the statement, the children were believed to be members of a band of the Tunaxa Nation, which includes the Lower Kootenay and other neighboring indigenous communities. You can never fully prepare for something like this, said Chief Jason Louis of the Lower Kootenay Band. Um, and hundreds of unmarked graves have been discovered in at least three other residential schools in Canada in recent weeks, plunging indigenous communities that had known for decades about deaths at the institutions to a sense of renewed grief and anguish. Um, Canada's residential school system operated from the late 1800s until the, uh, until the 1990s. It was part of a wider colonial project that aimed to take over indigenous lands and forcibly assimilate First Nation, uh, Metis, and Inuit children. Various churches, including most notably the Roman Catholic Church, ran at least 139 residential schools across Canada, and thousands of indigenous children are believed to have died while attending the, res- uh, the institutions. Uh, so this is, you know... Pretty disturbing news. Um, I think it's something that the indigenous communities already knew about, you know, as stated in this article, but uh, they've been trying to get people to actually take notice and finally, um, you know, pay respects to these unmarked graves to these children that were were killed and abused uh, by the hundreds and probably thousands. And this these schools also exist in the U.S. And I know there's been a lot of pressure now uh, for the U.S. to begin kind of checking these areas uh, for for unmarked graves as well. Um, they're sweating like Jordan Peele right now. There's yeah, no, there's yeah. no way, dude. Yeah. Imagine if that happened in Canada. I mean, you know, it's still North American, and can you know, can, Canada has a terrible history of, of uh, you know, destroying indigenous culture. Uh, but yeah, like same thing here. You know, we're talking, you know, all over the U.S., Pennsylvania, South Dakota. Right. You know, um, well, you my know, understanding uh, is there were far more schools here in the U.S. You know, a larger land and just uh, way more of this happening. So. 
the the, the scale of of what occurred here is probably terrifying. Oh yeah, it, it must be. And like you know, I'm just I'm just reading off of Wikipedia here. But in these schools, which I imagine were the same in Canada as they were in the U.S., children were typically immersed. And it's amazing how this sounds so familiar because we spoke about it at the beginning of the episode, dude. Children were typically immersed in European-American culture. Schools forced removal of indigenous cultural signifiers, cutting the children's hair, having them wear American-style uniforms, forbidding them from speaking their indigenous languages, and replacing their tribal names with English language names, saints' names under some religious orders, uh, for use at the schools or as part of assimilation to Christianize them. Uh, and that's that's where I'm going. Uh, that's where I'll leave it at that. But like, you know, there are some there are some there's there's, uh, you know, d- so many cases of, uh, you know, obviously, like you said, abuse, uh, sexual assault. Uh, I heard of one case and I'll, I'll find the article because I heard it on another podcast. So uh, but I heard of one case where a child, an indigenous child was being taken to the school by uh, by someone and was molested by them. And then dropped off at the school and they couldn't like they couldn't do anything legally because it was before they were at the school, even though this person was taking them to the school. Wow. For them to go there. Now, if, if any of this sounds ridiculous to you and you're saying, wow, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe in the past that is what happened. We are still doing this. Indigenous people are at the border and constantly being right. separated and assaulted and and poisoned and killed. Hit, um, having forced um, forced hysterectomies, they're being sterilized. And once again, it's because of that assimilation. Reservations aren't meant to be permanent. They wanted Indians, excuse me, they wanted indigenous people, indigenous Americans to either assimilate or die. That's it. And once right. again, I said it back in November and I'm saying it now, this is why existence is resistance for any indigenous peoples. You know, people are forgetting that that Mexico is those. That's indigenous America. Like, right. you know how are, South Americans <laughs> some, are all yeah. direct, these are all indigenous people of North Amer- of the Americas, North America, South America, Central America. Right? This is the American continent. <laughs> yes. And like, I that's I mean, I I think I've shared this when I was on the podcast, but like, I didn't even understand that. And uh, my girlfriend and I were on vacation in Massachusetts, and we went to. Um, uh, Plymouth, and they actually have uh, some native uh, tribe members there, showing you old like methods of like creating boats and and different like techniques that the natives would use there. And uh, my girlfriend, you know, who who is uh, Salvadorian and Peruvian, you know, mentioned how technically she's like native, you know. And I'm like, no, you're not. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're Hispanic. You're not Native American. And it's really embarrassing to say, but it, it's true. And I think this happens for a lot of. You were so brave for saying that, right? <laughs> on the podcast, and, you really are. <laughs> and I, well, I want to share the truth. I mean, I've said I mean? stupid like, shit too, and yeah, it's important because and, and we there's literally know. a sign there that talks about it, and I read that and it blew my fucking mind. That's how fucking ignorant I was, uh, and and I I really like my girlfriend still makes fun of me for it, but you know it, the fact that I didn't even put two and two together that I never realized that or thought about it. You know, I put such a. Uh, there's such a distinction between between these different groups for me, and and when I when I really sat down and thought about, it, I'm like, you know, indigenous Native Americans doesn't mean the country of the United States of America, right? It means the continent, and I think there's a lot of people out there who probably felt the same or didn't understand this. So uh, if you did, hey, I'm with you, but it's time that we fucking realize that that's not accurate. And uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm regardless, regardless of. Story. 
<laughs> no, that's fine. And I'm proud of you for it, regardless of where you're from. I was talking to a woman over the weekend. I do it from time to time. No, uh, I was, you know, so so I, I was I was socializing over the weekend. Hence why, you know, I mentioned uh, going to the beach and stuff. And uh, well, but at one point, you know, here. at one point, uh, you know, she said, oh, you're Spanish. And of course, I brought it up in the next moment of conversation that I could that like, no, I'm not. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I do have Spanish blood in me, but that is rapist blood. Yes. And I refuse to acknowledge it. Exactly. <laughs> um, and you shouldn't have to. Fuck that. Yes. Yes. That, that, that is very true. But I, you know, I took and it's funny because she's a teacher. She, she, she taught third graders. And, uh, you know, funny enough, uh, trolling on the cops said, uh, I teach third graders to hate cops. So, you know, so she was on the level. She was cool. And, you know, it was just a minor correction. And I'm like, you know, you know, they are they were the Taino people who were then massacred and, you know, and then obviously, you know, raped and, pre, you know, reproduced, uh, and, you know. Uh, and that's that's how, like, you know, you have Spanish speaking people all over the world. But unless you're from Spain, you're not Spanish. You know, like yeah, that, like that's, yep. that's, uh, yep. I mean, if you want to claim it, go for it. I'm not claiming my fucking Spanish heritage. Right. Never, never in a million years. Not everyone who speaks Spanish is automatically uh, of Spanish descent, right? Like, I feel like that's, that's the common thing. I said, are you from England? Because you speak English. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's as simple as it is. If you're, you know, and you say, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not English. I'm this, this and that. Okay. I'm not Spanish. I'm this, this and that. Yep. I don't even like saying the Dominican Republic. I say Espanola. <laughs> that's, uh, that's go. my jam. Once again, we're talking about genocides of of indigenous folks, people. Yeah, uh, all so over just the West to, Indies. Just to cap off this story, um, there's it, been team. a bunch of churches being burned down uh, on Canada indigenous land since these findings. So I think Saturday, two more were burned down, very close to each other, um, and officials are treating the fires as suspicious. Well, no fucking shit, right? I mean, like, come on. Hey, Obviously, maybe it's God. Being, hey, he's hopefully. Like, he's like, wait, what the fuck was this? He, he's like reading a book, and he tr- he's like, oh, my God, it's been this many years? He's like, fuck, I was, I, was, I was writing my play when this happened. <laughs> I didn't notice. Oh, Damn it. Gabriel, what the? <laughs> Gabriel's editing right now. He's like, I feel like you're you're a little uh, little redundant at some points here. <laughs> he's like, hey, God just starts get in here. Lightning, lightning bolting these these churches. <laughs> As Gabriel gives him notes on his on his manuscript or whatever, he's, he's like, "That'll teach him." Now they'll really learn. He's like, "Well, oh, they're they're blaming the indigenous people instead." Yep, they're like, "We got to kill more indigenous people." God's like, "Ah, oh, me, damn it." So anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's going on. So uh, I know the prime minister also came. Was like, "Hey, listen, arson is not the answer." But uh, I'm not going to say it's not the answer. I'm not. I'm not going to say that it's not not the answer. So you know, whatever. It's. I mean, hopefully no one's being killed in these church fires. No, they're not. Um, okay, so as far as I, I've read, I don't know, dude. Listen, I, at, at what point am I? At what point am I going to try and cover myself up here? Right? Like, I'm a, I'm a fucking Hamas sympathizer. I'm a fu- like, <laughs> yeah, fine, burn the fucking churches down. Like, whatever. Like, don't, you can worship anywhere, cares. and you don't, and you don't, and this is on indigenous fucking land. You got a problem? Go back to your country. Yep. If you got a problem having your church burned down on indigenous land, go back to your fucking country. How about that? There you go. There you Sorry, go. I said I wasn't going to get that intense again. Um, I, like, I like when you get that intense. Don't worry. Thank, thank, thank you very much. I, I got to do too, you know, a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, uh, as we go into the 4th of July weekend, folks, remember that history does matter. Remember that it wasn't right. about freedom or liberty. It was about the fact that they couldn't maintain this economic system based on slavery while still continuing to pay taxes to the motherland of, uh, of Ang- Britain? England? Britain? Europe? I'm really bad, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but the motherland, you know, they couldn't they couldn't continue paying taxes while upholding their slave uh, economy. And that's really what this was all about. And uh, anytime someone brings up uh, critical race theory, 
as I like to call it, history, um, <laughs> accurate history. Anytime anyone brings that up or they bring up the, the residential schools and how none of it matters, history doesn't matter, then tell them not to say happy 4th of July because history doesn't matter. There Columbus you go. Day doesn't matter. I mean, there it never go. did, but, you know, fucking none of them. Veterans Day doesn't matter, right? Because history doesn't matter. So when these people served, that's all history. Memorial Day doesn't matter. Why remember the people who died in history? Like, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry, I fucking hate... No, I know. <laughs> People are such fucking hypocrites. <laughs> uh, but folks, hopefully you are not being hypocrites out there. Hopefully you're listening. Hopefully you're learning something. And if you're not, I don't fucking blame you. <laughs> for either. <laughs> Who's learning anything from this? Listen to Move Left Idiots this week. They did a really good job of uh, breaking down some stuff. Couple things we talked about. Couple things we didn't. Uh, if you want to find us, you can go to whatever social media you want. You can find us on Instagram at Politipop Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Politipop Pod. You can even email us to let us know your thoughts at politipopcast at gmail.com. And as always, you can find our show notes and sources at politipoppodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, right. it's, it's, it's been a while since I've updated them, but you can find all the ones for the episodes beforehand. Uh, and, and hey, uh, if, if, you're, you, if you're feeling down, a, uh, a socialist won the Buffalo mayoral race. So uh, there, there is hope on the horizon, hopefully. Ooh, really? That is yeah. fantastic. I, I, I did not know that. Um, and I also want to let the rest of you know that if you're uh, into the MCU, if you're watching uh, Disney Plus as Loki, you can catch those episodes, <laughs> supposed to be every Monday, <laughs> but you can catch those episodes being released on our channel as well, uh, once a week, usually Monday, but we'll see what happens, folks. We fit them in when we can. Thank you guys so much for putting up with us. Thank you for listening, and uh, special thanks to all of you and to Antonio Hava for logo design. For the Politipop Podcast, I have been Mike Booch. I have been Ty. And remember, no matter what your what media you're taking in, please make sure that you go to other sources and, you know, don't get a biased point of view because, dude, this Palestinian uh, situation has taught me anything. It's that fucking, you know, even the quote unquote left. I mean, I know I knew it, but like I didn't know it was this bad, you know, like you can't trust any of them. You can't trust fucking CNN. You can't trust Fox in the same regard. You can't trust fucking everyone's a, a crooked Everyone's reporter. a crooked media. Everyone's yeah. like, no, the crooked reporters. No, the the the. I mean, I guess so because the good ones end up getting murdered. So yep. <laughs> um, they get murdered or doxed. Uh, but folks, no matter what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're listening to, never stop thinking, never stop learning, and always remember to read between the lines. And scene. <laughs>